think of what you do every day and see how that looks if you do it all the time for the rest of your life. And then you could put that in two ways. You could look at it like kind of the bad habits and what they're going to do to your health, your mental health and all of that stuff. Or you could also look at it like even small activities that are going to, that can mean like really positive outcomes, like going on walks. It's going to be very, very innocent stuff like going on walks or it'd be like taking on like a small project that starts off as a, as a side hustle, but just compounds into a very nice business. You know, I, I never saw like, like student works as a side hustle. I always put all my blood, sweat and tears into this. People like sometimes need to like, you know, put some small actions to make big things happen. And that's what I want to tell people. It's like really consider the power of compounding interests and compounding like just your activities on top of each other and see what you get out of it. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey everyone, we have an amazing young leader, Alex Tajajian, uh, Tash. Uh, I know I probably didn't pronounce that so well, but I just know him as Tash. Tash is in his fourth year, going into his fourth year in the program. So two amazing years with our program last year, or this, this year, we're August 10th, 2022. He's in his third year of the program. So he's coaching a couple operators. He's running a really large, very, very successful operation in, in Montreal. And uh, he is going to be one of our coaches who's going to jump the fence and move over to the, our window cleaning side of, side of the business. We have in the past done that a number of times and, and potentially will continue to. We, we see the business as just one business and we're looking to recruit and find the absolute best leaders to support the amazing coach, the amazing operators that we have in our program. And, and so Tash is excited about moving on in his fourth year, um, taking a really big team and really, really developing a whole group of leaders uh, this coming year. So if you uh, know anybody who wants to be a leader in our program, who wants to really grow and develop, please let us know. We are actively involved in recruiting. We have 110 veterans this, this coming year. We're already recruited for 2023. And I'm busy doing all sorts of interviews with all sorts of referrals and workers from our program. So please share this podcast, send me an email at cthompson at studentworks.com or go to our website, studentworks.com. Have a fantastic day. Thanks so much. Tash, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Thank you for having me, Chris. I'm really yeah, excited. Super, super excited. So why don't we go back? So explain who was, you know, uh, Tash before you uh, joined the program. Yeah. So Tash before the program was was someone who did like to party a lot. Um, I, I, I was working uh, for, for UNICEF as a fundraiser. So I had done a lot of door-to-door sales, uh, getting some funds for the Congo. And yeah, we're just always into sales and communication, but I was quite the party animal and I, and I like to communicate with people always to grow my network, but I was always had this entrepreneurial tick, but I just didn't, never knew where to go with it. I had two ventures that really just miserably failed. And uh, one day I got a clipboard in my classroom and the rest is pretty much kind of history. <laughs> okay. So, so your first summer, so, uh, you know, why, why don't you why don't you share just about about that first summer's experience in, in in working with the student works management program on the painting side of the business? 
yeah, no, it was it was it was definitely very like interesting. Like the, the coach I had, uh, shout out to Chris. I, I w- was amazing. Like he 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 brought me on. He helped with everything I needed to to I needed help with. And um, what happened was we had the pandemic. So the first year, so uh, the pandemic hit, and that was a big a, a a big like shock to me because the first time I'm seeing something be, being fruitful, doing my first sales, hiring my first employees. Um, managing some things for the first time, collecting payments, you know, stuff I had never done, and everything just shuts down. And uh, where I, I was getting calls from my clients wanting their deposits back, I had employees like pretty much I lost all my employees too. Um, it was it was really a mess, but like that was a big like it, it got me learn, learn, like it got me to think about a lot of things in my business, like doing nothing for a long time. Like you start thinking about your business a different way. You start structuring your goal differently when we came back, you know. And it taught me that, like, you know, it's never, it's never too late to to keep chasing the goal. You know, I think being obsessive with my goal is what really saved the the whole season for me, and I was able to finish hit really like the goal I had in mind. Yeah, no, no, and and, and so let's think back to that, and, and again, shout out Chris Chris Sabaran, one of our one of our. Uh... Uh, business coaches uh and and so you know that that was that was quite an experience where you know your first summer basically not not being able to go work not being able to you know and then having people turn over so what sort of thoughts were going in your head when when all this was happening i thought it was like it was like the world was against me because like every time like 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 yeah it, it, it didn't it didn't feel good at all because i was like the first time i'm actually seeing something grow for more than like a few weeks or a month like my real business, you know, and this is what it had to happen, like a pandemic. So I, I was really resentful to, for everything. I was just like really not happy. But that's the thing is because having the support system that we have with the community, like helped me a lot with that. So no, I was, I was definitely not happy first. And, and, and I, I ended up like really getting through it. It was about six weeks or like in, in around two months and uh, coming back stronger. I think you need those dips to learn like and to appreciate the opportunity a lot more so like having it taken away from you in the middle of it was not fun and then being able to go and when it was given back it's like let's come back stronger you know that was the whole mindset yeah and so what did you what did you learn from going through that ex, that experience especially in your first year because i think i think the pandemic most impacted our rookies not our our veterans our veterans had more confidence and 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 i think they were able to make more uh, better use of their time off. You know, they 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 didn't need to be trained. They were already trained. Where our rookies were, we we couldn't train them. You know, literally, sort of. It was like March and April, completely. We couldn't do all sorts of things we normally do. But what? So what did you what did you take from going through that experience? Well, we built a lot of resilience for for challenges. Like realized that like anything could vanish tomorrow, and like you had to start back up, and like. You you have your experience, you have your skills like that you could start back from, but like everything could could go away in in a heartbeat. Like things change all the time, new obstacles come. So I think being resilient to that was a big takeaway from from what happened. Um, the second thing is it's never over till it's over. Like the the finish line is end of August, not beginning of May. Beginning way is a beautiful month for our for our business, and every, countless amounts of times we see like uh, people doing so good in those months. And I was one of them, you know, I was never really the top of the leaderboards in my, in, in my season uh, before the pandemic. And, and I, that's the summer was where I just, it just took off. So I think being, being uh, grateful 
for having that opportunity come back to me instead of having it really prolonged across the season was one building resilience and it's never it's never late like like if you have the willingness like and you put the work in big things could happen and it's never too late so i'm heading into that second season so you decided to to come back for a second season what were you looking to create that second season if you if you can think back on that yeah i i, I was committed to come for a second year i I've had I had family that that did the program the year before, and um, one thing that they were always mentioning, and a lot of people in the community were saying, like it's always been like kind of a two year thing. So I was always committed to come back. And the first year was a lot of learning. The second year was a lot of like teaching, you know. So you, I taught things that I I learned myself. So how to manage parts of my production, how to manage parts of my marketing, a lot of a lot of things. It, it it's really the director role was was the goal the second year. And uh, it was very simple. I remember speaking with uh, with some people who wanted to come back next year with me, and I was like, "Hey guys, like whoever wants to come back as either a laborer or or maybe even a manager in some in some way, like I'm I'm gonna double my business." Like that was just a really big statement for me. It was like doubling my business, and, and uh, yeah, we we ended up doubling the business. And there's new challenges when you double business. Well, honestly, there's double the double the the same problems. It's double, but it's now it's like who's taking care of those problems because. I don't have eight arms. I can't be everywhere. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta teach people on how to take care of some of these small problems that I don't need to know about, and they could take care of it. And being confident in others was a really big goal too. Um, so yeah, that was that was it. Awesome, awesome. No, that's great. And and yeah, no, it it, it it's uh, pretty exceptional to be able to do a quarter million dollars for the business while in you know full time school. Uh, that's that's pretty that's pretty amazing. And 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 then it opened up the opportunity to take on a, a mini coaching role. So you know, just just going into that experience, what what's you know what, what's gone well, what's been more challenging that you expected, what what's that role been like for you? Yeah. So coming coming out of like the second year, I really realized that like the importance of structure and delegation. So I took on a few things that I that I took on a few commitments. Um, I think I think the, the the one of the ones that I really liked a lot was was the YouTube channel, which I, I was vlogging everything, and uh, and around around the YouTube channel was one one big thing because I want to really document what I've been doing in the last years. I think uh, and it, and it's done a great job um, uh, right now. A lot of people watch it for entertainment and they get a lot of value out of it. So the third third year, like I really focused on structuring things. You know, like it's like when I got offered to be a mini mini coach, I think that's what the role is really there for. It's really to teach someone on how to run their own business and and then uh, teaching them about structure, teaching them about delegation, recruiting, and and whatnot. And I I I I really found a lot of purpose in that role. So that's why I took on even the YouTube channel and I made a structure there where I had people editing my own videos. You know, or or really like finding ways. To, to make it even better where I, I I got one of my really, really close friends to help me direct the entire thing. So uh, the third year, like being offered that, I learned a lot of new things. Uh, there's ups and downs, like the YouTube channel now, like I don't upload anymore for own, my own personal reasons. And uh, there there's other things that might've got kind of got, could have gotten better, you know? Uh, but that's the, that's the beauty of, of, of coming for a third year is that you always want to try new things. And I, that's what I did. I tried a lot of new things. Some things, some things were working, some things weren't. 
Yeah. Oh, no, no, that's no, that's 100%. So yeah, I did want to talk about the YouTube channel. So basically, you know, it was a, a, a weekly commitment to documenting your business and and and, and creating a following and, and, and sharing about really what you're learning and, and working on in the business. So so what sort of what sort of takeaways do you have from that from that experience? Yeah, so it, w- it was honestly like an amazing experience. I loved it a lot and I can't wait to show it to other people, like whether it was family or the next people we're going to, I'm going to be working with in my fourth year. Like, um, so my biggest takeaway uh, was definitely like structuring it. I had no idea about YouTube and that was, that's what was really exciting about it is I had no idea. And doesn't, it doesn't it mean that I need to have all the information to get into it. You know, sometimes you just start it and then you, you, you get rolling, you know, like, uh, I had started off like, I'm going to use a GoPro and then I had I have equipment for GoPro. So I was like, I'm going to put this, put that and make it look good. And I noticed the GoPro's microphone didn't work well. Okay. Well then let, let's get, let's get a camera. I ended up getting my stuff very simple. I just got my a better iPhone and then I'm using an iPhone as a camera. Perfect. Okay. We got that. I don't need the fancy gadgets, it's an iPhone. Then it's like, I don't know how to edit. Maybe I should take some courses. Look at it courses. I'm like, Oh, it's a lot of commitment. I don't need to learn about, about that. I could probably delegate it. And I found someone, I outsourced someone who uh, outside of the country who ended up editing my videos. And then one big thing was, oh, I don't, I don't, I can't, I don't know how to do this part of my, of, of the YouTube, which was like just directing everything, putting the clips together. It was taking too much time. Okay, let's find someone who we could, uh, we could enroll and could help with us and found someone for that. So it's like, I still don't know much about how my YouTube channel happened. You know, I don't know anything about editing. But I know that that was the vision and you just got to find solutions. You know, I, it, it cost me money, you know, it cost me some time, but it was definitely worth it. And I think the other takeaway, it's really just around the end. It's finding like one thing I, I watch a lot of YouTube and I, and I realize like a lot of people, sometimes they sway away from why they started it. So I had started it to provide like entertainment and value. And around the end of the channel, I started realizing, realizing that it was hard for me to provide value uh, because the value that it came from my business and my coaching, but around the end of the season, especially coming as a third year business owner with the program, everything's pretty much delegated. So you're, you're answering more phone calls than you're on job sites and providing value. So my clips ended up just being me recording in my basement and that wasn't too much value, nor was it like entertaining. So I, that's why the channel pretty much is stalled right now because uh, I, I think it fulfilled its purpose. It's, 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 it's done exactly what I wanted it to do with it. And I'm really happy with it. So a lot of takeaways, but it's like going, looking back at it, I, I think it's, it's, it's part of like a collection of, 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 of experiences that I have. And now this one's documented. If I go anywhere, I could tell them it's easy to be like, I, I ran a business or I coach some people. Now it's like, I actually have an entire, like, like sort of little movie. If you watch all the in one shot. So yeah, no, that was pretty much the lead. Well, I think it's awesome. And 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 I, I like you, I really don't know how a podcast works. We have an incredible team that, you know, gets it all up there and it manages it all. So, you know, thanks to all of those people who make and uh, and really live out, like you said, the vision. And here we want to be a contribution to to our to our leaders listening and and and, and a value and uh, uh, share what we're up to, you know, the student works management program. Yeah. So so it's 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 really being being clear about about your goals and uh yeah that's that's awesome hey leaders i hope you are enjoying this podcast as we approach and surpass 300 episodes 
well over 95% of the leaders that we have interviewed have been alumni of the Student Works Management Program. It has been an honor to participate in their development over the years. Starting now and only for the fall months, we will be on campus at universities and colleges in Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you are interested in being a leader in our program or know someone who does, please go to the show notes and hit Student Works and get sent to a landing page to apply. There is a bold Student Works that you can hit to go to a landing page to apply. Thanks so much. Back to the show. So what made you start to want to coach young entrepreneurs? I, I do have like, like my behavior has always been wanting more from something. Like I, I, when I, when I started, when I started like my first year, like I found so much uh, purpose in selling work for, for, for clients uh, because I felt like I was helping them. I never really like, like cared about like the trade that we were, were in. I really cared about like, like, like just seeing someone feel like they just got helped. You know, like I always looked at like our sales process as me helping them. And then, then when the, the summer came and our employees start working on jobs that we have, I realized like, Hey, like, like I'm helping these people make money. And it's like, I, I, I would ask like some of my employees, like, what'd you get with the money you made out of the business that I were, were running, you know? And like, they would, we would share on what they were buying. And, and then I was like, like, what's your goal? Like, what are you saving up for? And we, we, we teach this stuff, you know? And, and I was just so intrigued by how much of an impact I'm having on these people, you know? And that's where it started. So it grew into like, so we were, we're helping painters. And last, I'm helping like my first manager who managed like some of my production. And then now we've grown into like helping business owners. And it's, it, it just keeps growing, you know, and I, uh, I always, it always brings like, not that like helping painters doesn't like bring any purpose to me, but it's like, I just want more. It's like, there's, there's so many painters that we have to help, right? Like I have, I have two amazing operators who I'm, who I'm helping them make an impact on their painters. And I'm like, everybody's just, everybody's just finding purpose there. So that's, that's, that's what really motivates me, you know? Yeah, I know. In many ways, it's like you were running three times the business that you ran last year. So, hey, growing by three times, that's a lot. And then, you know, this coming year, you know, one of the cool things is you're, you're jumping, you're jumping the fence, you know, so we are, we are the Student Works Management Program, and we've got two brands that we operate, you know, Student Works Painting, Student Works Window Cleaning, obviously, different names that I don't pronounce nearly as well in Quebec that operate. <laughs> so, so, so you're moving over to the, the window cleaning side. So what has you excited about, about jumping onto the window cleaning side of our business? Yeah. Um, one big, one big reason I'm really excited is, is, well, there's two big reasons. First one is, is around opportunity. Like I feel like the division could be much bigger in the Quebec side. Like it, it, it's seeing, seeing that painting is doing so, so well. It's like, window cleaning could be at that same level. So it's like seeing that there's so much opportunity. Not that there isn't any in, in painting, but it's like, I think, I think whoever's in painting right now, shout out to Louis and Olivier, Olivier you're gonna, you guys are going to crush it there. So it's like, I want to, I want to see the other division strive. And the second reason, which is the bigger reason is I think a lot of the things that the, the window cleaning side needs most is like, like, like what I'm best at, which is like around re recruiting, around structuring things, delegation. Uh, a lot of the, projects that I was doing when I was in when my painting was like in a townhouse where everything is the same project so 
like my I always ran my business in a very delegated way. There wasn't there wasn't any complications or production issues that had to do with 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 variety. It was always the same thing, and that's what window cleaning strives off of is really variety delegation. It's it's very repetitive work. It's all about volume, and I never had a big average job set. I, I, I had I had the smaller ones in the in in the company in my first years. Uh, this year is a bit different because I found I found some some really cool clients with my relationships. But like again, it, it was always around volume, so I, I really could relate to how the window cleaning side was operating, and I just wanted to just go towards go, go towards what I'm just best at and what I've seen in the past. Um, so yeah, that's that's why I made the transition. Well, no, I think that's great. And again, I think it's just, you know, when we look at the numbers, you know, you know, student works painting started 42 years ago, student works window cleaning, maybe seven or eight years ago. So just the numbers say, wow, there's more development on the window cleaning side. And then just if you look at the number of franchisees or operators we have, we have, you know, two times or two and a half times or whatever, more painting operators where we can have more window cleaning operators. So there's lots of lots of growth. And I'm exciting over the next number of years to continue to make those numbers equal. You know, that'll be that'll be just a, a fun thing. And and again, there's no there's no competition between our brands there. We're all the same. We're all about leadership, about development, about growth. So so it's it's fantastic. And the more successful each one of them are, the more successful we all are, which is which is fantastic. So, um, so what? How do you think this experience will be helpful to your career and your life, uh, Tash? Um, I think I think this experience is is you, you can't find this anywhere else. Like I, every time I, I look back at my season, I always look at it and I'm like, I, there's just so much more to to learn, and there's I've, I've learned so much already. Um, like the the way the way I communicate has changed. The way I the way I look at things have changed. My resilience. Um, some even the connections. I think I think uh, I I live by your network is your net worth. Like uh, I think that's a that's a really big saying, and we 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 teach that we teach that relationships are everything, and I keep building that community. So when 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 I look at my future, I look at all these people that I've met in the program are le- as business partners. Uh, one uh, like well, two people I still keep in contact with like on a weekly basis. Olivia being one of the business coaches on the painting side, and then the other one is Matt Lang. Um, Lang is, is someone who we speak to all the time and he, he's, he's an alumni of the program and we, 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 I, I, I can't wait to make business with him and even Olivia and other people, I can mention a massive list of people who, uh, who had an impact with, on my life and I've had an impact on theirs. And I think it, the opportunities are endless. So this, th- this is just like a way for me to open up just many, many, many doors for the future. Now, uh, it's, 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 it's no secret, like people in the program who, who, we do put the work in, get get compensated with experience and make a lot of money. And and the money that I've been making here, I've definitely been like saving and and I, I cannot wait to like invest in the next business or invest in real estate. I know a lot of a lot of business coaches and a lot of like uh, like senior uh, business owners, sorry, uh, have been investing in real estate this year. So it's been a common theme. People are buying properties and it's really, really sick. And to be able to say that we're doing this at like ages of like 21, 22, 23 is even crazier. So when I look at my life, I'm like, I'm definitely going to be owning some assets like that. And that's how I see wealth being created. So if I stay around the same people, the same environment, it's inevitable that I'll probably end up in in the people with the same people who have those ambitious goals. So uh yeah, that's that's where I see this. This is why I always come back to the program, and this is why I've I've always loved. Uh, what it's done to me and what it's probably going to do in the future for me. So, and so what would you tell a young person who is 
wanted to jump into entrepreneurship? One piece of advice. You just got to start. I, honestly, like it, it, it's, it's a lot of people have trouble just starting. I, I, it even would work like if you think about like maybe studying for an exam or doing something very simple, starting it always is the hardest thing. And you see time just flies and, and things are just getting done. And you're like, wow, like I just got all this done because you're, you're, you started that. I think that's my first piece of advice. A lot of people um, that we, we, we talk to like applicants, like sometimes they, they're, their biggest obstacle is just pulling the trigger. And I, I, I tell them all the time. It's like, as young as we are, like, this is where we need to take on these risks and not, not taking on a risk is a risk on its own. It's like, you're just risking an opportunity and you would have loved probably say, say yes you know, um, so that's why I'm, I think my biggest piece of advice is just just pull the trigger, just do it. It's like, what are you going to lose? There's nothing there's, like you're not jeopardizing your health. You're, you're, you know, you might lose a bit of money. You might, you might, or, 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 or you might get a bad experience. But what is a bad experience, right? It's like you just gained a lot of a lot of experience. That's what that's all it means, bad experience. And then take that and put it somewhere else. A lot of people who've done big things in the world, you look at their failures, like how the hell did they come out of that? Hey, they just kept. Kept trying, kept doing. So, just start. Yeah, no, I, I love that, and and certainly as well. You know, if you if you think of successful people, I know a lot of successful people. I know no successful people that don't have real hardship, real failures as part of it. Because and 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 again, you know, and some of it is is just getting started. And obviously, as much as possible, you want to get started in a good program or with you know good coaching or or a good partner or whatever a good opportunity and how do you figure those things out well by sometimes just starting and again you don't you know you know just be modest in the approach etc you know etc but but you know uh um that's a consistent theme for sure that i that, that i see so so um before we jump to our final question, any any piece of advice or anything else you wanted to share? Because I know I know you're super excited to have you on the podcast, and and anything else that you'd like to share, Tash. Um, well, one thing that I've been thinking about recently is really like the the power of like compounding, like like just things compounding. Like we could talk about compound interest, but that's like that has to do a lot with money. I'm just talking about like just regular things, just compounding on its own. It could be activity, behavior. Um, that's been that's been a topic in my in my head, and um, whether it's like I've I've recently my one of my biggest challenges I'm seeing recently is like uh, some of my bad habits just compounding really really a lot and taking a lot of time out of my days. You know, it's activities that I probably don't want to be doing that much. Whether it's watching too much too much TV or playing too many video games or spending time with the wrong crowd too often. You know, it's it's fun to have like the fun people in your life, but if it's happening too often, that's not that that's not that great. So it's like. Uh, really realizing like how powerful compounding is in life, uh, putting that into perspective has uh, it, it, like it, what I want to share it to all the all the people listening. It's like think of what you do every day and see how that looks if you do it all the time for the rest of your life, you know. And then you could put that in two ways. You could look at it like kind of the bad habits and what they're going to do to your to your health, your mental health, and all of that stuff. Or you could also look at it like even small activities that are gonna that can, that can mean like really positive outcomes, like. Going on walks, it's gonna be very, very innocent stuff like going on walks, or maybe like taking on like a small project that starts off as a, as a side hustle, but just compounds into a very nice business, you know. And uh, I, I never saw like like Sunor as a side hustle. I always thought like, I always put all my blood, sweat, and tears into this. But like it's like people people like sometimes need to like you know put some small actions to make big things happen. 
Um, here, and, and that's what I want to tell people. It's like really consider the power of compounding interest and compounding like just your activities on top of each other and see what you get out of it. You could, it's really fascinating what you could get out of it, basically. Yeah, compounding efforts is really important and understanding how, how the things that we do today, how much of an impact that they have in the future. Now, again, most, most successful people get started earlier. They just do. And then most successful people start to have success and then they stay at it you know, and they compound and they build on those things. And, and again, maybe they have setbacks, but they keep on the train, keep on the train of, of moving forward. And, and, and again, obviously something that you brought up is, Hey, maybe you've got some habits in your life that aren't working for you. And then, okay, identify those, make a, make a, make a change in a goal, make a change in a structure and go and say, Hey, I'm going to get a whole handle on that because ultimately we become the the habits that we do daily, weekly for the rest of our lives. Like, so, so again, we, we are what we repeatedly do and that is what, who we are. So it's, it's being conscious of those because that is really who you, who we're going to all become. And then it's, you know, that's, and, and, and when we're being very thoughtful about choosing those things, Tash, then we have a very thoughtful life and we have a thoughtful track record. And it's like, oh, wow, my life's going to turn out well over time because I'm being very thoughtful about those things. Eventually, those things are going to pay off. You know, a lot, and a lot of times, just like you said about entrepreneurs just getting started, the other people, the thing is just stay at it because over time, you know, thoughtful processes, thoughtful structures are going to win out over time for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like structures are really important around these things too. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta put, you gotta look at what, what you, how, what you're doing and see if it makes sense with your, your daily routine. Some people like they'll take on these commitments. They'll, they'll, maybe it's reading a book and they'll put in these structures that can't sustain themselves. It's like, maybe look at like the foundation before you keep like using it, you know? Um, it's like a bike, like uh, I look at a bike, imagine you're pedaling and the bike's broken. It's like, it's not going to go that far. You can keep pedaling, but you're not going to sustain it. I think um, that's really something that's really important is looking at how, how you're doing it. When are you doing it? Um, and I think sometimes that like, when I want, when I wanted to do something like, and I wanted to find structures, asking people for advice around it. It's like, yeah, I've been trying to read this book or I've been trying to do this and I keep missing the commitments or uh, I don't have any structure that fits my routine. And then people will give you some advice that like you never thought of. And they're very simple things you're just blind to. So it's like involve people. Like the people are out to help each other if, if you ask for the help. So I guess small, small, small piece of advice, ask for help a lot. I ask a lot of things. I always ask for help. And and uh, you, you, you're, 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 sometimes you think you know it all, but it's not the case. Like you, you'll find something simple that you weren't thinking about. And uh, just by asking you were able to find that so yeah awesome i love that i love that ask for help and and i know that is something that you do and that's a real strength that you that you that you have and I, and again i totally totally recommend that as a as a real powerful strength so final question tash um when you think of a leader of tomorrow what comes to mind i think i think this question like i've been listening to the podcast so <laughs> i've always known about this question i think i think it always the answer always changes uh, for me, but this, if Alex right now in 2022, we'll, we'll probably mention a lot around empathy. I think, I think so one, one, a leader that's that a really strong leader uh, empathizes a lot with people in his team and, and really sees things from their perspective and always has in their mind, 
like not only their team's best interest, but also finding solutions. It's easy to like drag on stories that like like some people on your team might be saying and like really like 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 really just drag them on. Like listening to people is important. Like what happened here, like listening to them and being there for them. That's where you empathize with them. But sometimes it's like like we're there to find a solution to make it work. Like that's what I always tell my painters. It's like I understand what happened. Like and I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna be committed for this conversation to turn into a solution oriented one. What can we think about? You know, that's what I think about a, a very effective leader does is like like you'll empathize with people and then you got to find a solution. You know, I think we, we, some people like, especially like operators, like, like sometimes they forget. It's like, it's easy to just be like, yeah, you know what? This was, this was hard. You know, you, you empathize with them, but we don't, we don't give any structure. We don't give any solutions. We don't give any new, 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 new things for new tools for, for our team to, to, to strive on now. It's like the, the problem is going to happen again. So it's two things. It's really empathizing. Like that's what that's one thing I learned a lot as a coach is really just being empathetic. Uh, that things like about are just around about things that could happen, and then also like just being solution oriented. Like hey, like we got we got to focus on the solution because we could talk about this and this might happen again if we don't have a solution for this. Um, I think that's what makes a leader. Wow, fantastic! No, well, that's great. Well, well, Tash, really, really excited uh, about you know, who you've become in the three years so far uh, with, with the Student Works Management Program and really excited about, again, your commitment, your focus, you know, just definitely, you know, and I think I think for all of our uh, leaders watching just or listening, sorry, just just seeing just your commitment. It's really, really apparent, just the energy that you carry and and your passion and your passion for your team members, your passion for your clients. And super excited about, you know, just what's next and, and and just us continue to make progress. So well done, sir. Thank you so much, Chris, for having me. This is this was amazing. So thank you and good luck to everybody. You betcha. You have an awesome day. Thanks so much. Cheers. Bye-bye. Huge job. Hey leaders, I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.